This is Tech Talk with your host, Tom Dioria. Tom will spend the next hour making your life with technology a little easier with explanations of the different aspects of today's technology and how it can benefit your home, small office, or enterprise. Now here's your host, Tom Dioria. Welcome to IMI's Tech Talk. On this, the fourth Sunday of November, November 24th, 2013. It's the week before Thanksgiving. And also, coincidentally, the week before Hanukkah. So they both fall on the same day, which is pretty interesting. In my many years, I don't ever remember that happening. So happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there, and happy Hanukkah. We're on at 5 p.m. in the New York listing area and 3 p.m. in Arizona. And today we're live from our New York offices. And as I promised you last week, we're going to be discussing CES 2013 Unveiled New York. And uh, I did a bunch of interviews there, and uh, we're going to see what new products are coming out at CES um, in Las Vegas in January. And we'll be going to that, too, so there will be a lot more to let you know as well. But some of these things might be of interest to you uh, for the holiday season. I'm Tom DeRoy. I'm the CEO of Information Methods Incorporated. And together with our weekly guests, our show will help our listeners, whether a business or home technology user, make better use of all aspects of technology. Just in case you're a first-time listener, in our first segment, Tech Talk provides you the review of last week's most significant events in technology. We start with our increased coverage of New York's technology scene, and we follow this with their industry-wide report, which could contain information on conferences, announcements by vendors, new releases of software or equipment, or new contract opportunities. One or more guests follow this from many aspects of business and industry, and if you wish us to consider a topic for a future show, you can email your suggestions to techtalk, that's T-E-C-H-T-A-L-K, at imi-us.com, and we'll get back to you pretty quickly. Anytime after our show introduction, please give us a call or send an email message with questions on today's topic or anything else that we might be able to help you with. You can call 277-KFNX, that's 277-5369, and if you're outside the 602 listening area, call us toll-free at 1-866-536-1100. You can send uh, questions throughout the show or anytime, basically, to that email address I just gave you, techtalk at imi-us.com. And we're also being simulcast on the web, so if you can't get to your uh, radio but want to listen to us live, Go to KFNX's website, which is 1100kfnx.com. And if you want to listen to this show again or any of our previous shows, you can go to our website, which is imi-us.com. In the upper right-hand corner is the Tech Talk button. Click on that. All the shows are there. They're, you can download them, send them to your friends, listen to them as many times as you want. Uh, it's free, so take advantage of that. And please call in any time during the show, and we'll try and get you on as quickly as possible. First segment is our Week in Review. It's your increased coverage of technology events in New York City and around the world. And it's compiled by Dave Brandon, Dan DiOria, and Jose Batista. New York technology companies that developed or accept Bitcoin will soon be confronting a new regulatory environment for their products and services. And if you remember, we had one of the Bitcoin founders on the show maybe a year ago or so. Uh, Now it's getting a lot more attention from regulatory agencies. But the New York uh, State Department of uh, Financial Services said it is planning an open forum to discuss how to regulate new forms of digital currency. Right now there's no regulation whatsoever. The department described its 
plan as fact-finding mission with no firm deadline for new regulations or a date for the open forum. I'm sure that's down the road, though, and in their thinking. It will consider whether businesses that deal in Bitcoin should need a bit license, allowing them to sell using the currency, and whether such businesses need to follow anti-money laundering laws that traditional financial institutions must, as well as requiring them to follow traditional regulatory and consumer protection guidelines. There are 48 different state laws regulating electronic money transmission, but getting a money transmitter's license is often costly and time-consuming, requiring businesses in some cases to have a minimum net worth of $1 million to $2 million in some states, in addition to binding. A license might be a low-cost, simpler alternative for businesses. So this is very interesting, 48 states. What do you think about the other two states in the District of Columbia? Hmm, they don't regulate this? That's one thing. And the second thing is, you know, I think from what we were told, Bitcoins have no actual value, even though they sort of are equivalent to the dollar. So how you get a million Bitcoins is a whole other question. So good luck to them. We'll, start, we'll keep an eye on this. I'm not sure what's going to go on. Cranes tells us that on the campaign trail, Mayor-elect Bill de Blasio set off alarm bells in tech enclaves when he expressed reservations about two companies that threatened to upend New York's hotel and taxi establishments, saying that Airbnb raised safety concerns and that Uber could disrupt a system that is already working well. Those sentiments haven't endeared him to the tech community. Mr. de Blasio about to take the reins. The New York tech community is anxiously pondering what he might do for or to them. They want to know how he'll help them fill their talent gap, whether he'll appoint tech-savvy agency heads or make more city data public so it can be turned into apps and businesses. Some fear that unlike Michael Bloomberg, he'll be beholden to entrenched industries and more willing to stymie innovators and their disruptive businesses. Others worry that the still-developing tech ecosystem lose momentum without the city's active buy-in. The tech-friendly Bloomberg administration has become the benchmark by which Mrs. de Blasio's ability to grow tech jobs, nurture talent, and attract venture money will be measured. Companies such as Foursquare, Tumblr, and MakerBot all came of age on Mr. Bloomberg's watch, which spanned the dot-com bust to tech's revival. Here again, we're going to keep an eye on this whole transition uh, to the de Blasio administration. There are a lot of unknowns because um, he's basically an unknown. And we'll, we'll follow how he tackles all of the tech-related activities uh, in the city. Bloomberg, the Bloomberg Network tells us that Google reached a $17 million settlement with 37 United States states over its circumvention of privacy settings for some Internet users. The company based in Mountain View, California, overrode the four settings for Apple's Safari browser that block cookies and small pieces of code that can allow companies to monitor consumer web surfing. This is according to the Office of the New York Attorney General. Google, owner of the world's most popular search engine, allowed cookies to be set on the consumer's browsers through its double-click advertising platform, according to the Attorney General's office. The company halted that coding method in February last year uh, after the practice was reported in the media. Google agreed to change 
changes, including no longer deploying that type of code unless necessary to address fraud, security, or technical issues, and improving the information it provides to consumers about its cookie use, according to the Attorney General's Office. The settlement comprises 37 states. I don't know if they did it in the other states and they don't care. Uh, let's see here. What else do we want to tell you? We're going to tell you about the uh, New York Times. Amazon bears its computers. However big and ambitious you think uh, Amazon's plan to run the world's computing may be, you should probably think bigger. In a startling, in a, startling a vice president oversees the in- internal engineer of Amazon's global computing system, described how Amazon is building its own specialized computers, data storage systems, networking systems, even power substations, and optical transmission systems. In every case, Amazon's wealth services develop ways to make its computers run cheaper and more efficiently than standard commercial products. Amazon's data storage system handles 1.5 million requests a second and holds trillions of objects or individual stored items. Its custom-built storage machines pack their systems far more densely than the most advanced commercial systems and weigh over a ton. Maybe the uh, Affordable Health Care Act should have taken a look at this technology. AWS has built power substations with capacity in excess of 50 megawatts, which is a lot to have sufficient power for the computing it is expecting within the next two years. Amazon has hired power engineers to rethink power redundancy in cloud computing. While it's possible that Amazon will continue its openness and share its discoveries with the world, Amazon is not interested in participating in industry strategies discussions, which could publicize its many technical advances. And finally, Dave Brandon tells us that when Health and Human Services in 2011 invited contractors to bid on a chance to build healthcare.gov, the department's statement of work did not include requirements typical of many IT contracts in which interested companies must spell out how the system would perform. This is according to um, an industry representative close to the project, uh, of course, speaking on condition of anonymity. Uh, the agreement that the CGI Federal, the company chosen as the main contractor, signed on September 30, 2011, also did not contain specific performance criteria, success measures, or response times. I wonder why it failed. The meaning of success was defined for the first time during a panicky days of October, where US officials belatedly recognized the Federal Exchange had serious software and hardware defects. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, we're going to get to uh, the interviews I did on the floor of uh, uh, CES 2000 Unveiled. I want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving next week and a happy Hanukkah. I'm Tom Dioria. We're live on IMI Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100. Please stay tuned. We're going to be right back after these messages. Welcome back to IMI's Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100. I'm Tom Diori, and as I mentioned to you before the break, we're at International CES Unveiled New York. It's being held at the Metropolitan Pavilion, and uh, they've got uh, 40 exhibitors here, some of whom we're going to speak to for the rest of the uh, segments here in the show. Uh, And we're going to get close up and personal with the innovative products and technologies that are going to debut at the 2014 International CES in January in Las Vegas. We're also going to hear about the uh, year holiday product launches and meet the award winners 
and industry trends. Let's get to our first exhibitor. We're at the SnapKeys uh, booth here, and we're talking to Ryan, who's going to explain to us what an invisible and floating keyboard is. Yeah, so SnapKeys is a, a keyboard that doesn't take up any part of your screen. And what it is is basically instead of pressing precisely on a letter, you just press on the color zone of your letter. So it makes typing much more accurate, much more friendly, and much quicker. And eventually, you don't need a keyboard anymore. You can just have four keys and relocate your keys anywhere on the screen. So basically, what SnapKeys is, is reclaiming your screen real estate, allowing you to type much faster, much more accurate, and uh, much more user-friendly for touchscreen devices. And uh, any touchscreen device? Any touchscreen device, whether it be a tablet, mobile phone. We can even port our system to TV remote controls. Anything that requires input, data input, SnapKeys Q4 can be a part of. So if I have an iPhone, is it downloadable through the App Store? Apple actually doesn't allow third-party keyboards to be the default keyboard of the device. So today we're only running on Android, but we do have plans for iOS in the future. Okay, and this, this looks pretty good. Can you give, give me a little demonstration, and I'll try to explain to it as you're doing it? So, I mean, you've got uh, four groups of letters here, and so, so red is... This is the QWERTY layout that everyone's okay. familiar with. So you have these five keys, and each key represents a touch point for prediction. So whenever you go to the four keys, you just press anywhere on the key, and it predicts your words. So you write, what are, what are you? So what are you doing today? We are at... The show. That's pretty good. So, but just by pressing the group of keys, you got a whole sentence and a half there. That's pretty impressive. How do our listeners get this? Sorry? How do my listeners get this? It's a free keyboard on the Android market. So, you just go to the Google Play Store, type in Q4 keyboard or Snap Keys, and you'll see the Q4 logo, and you can download it for free, and it'll be the default keyboard of your device. Great, Ryan. Thanks a lot. It's available now. Yes, it is. We just launched today, actually. Great. Good luck. Thank you very much. We're at the Synaptics booth, and I'm looking at a lot of interesting things, but I'm not sure what they are, so you're going to tell us about that. Who are you, and uh, did I get the name right? Yeah, so we're Synaptics, and we started out as a human interface company, and we've tur turned that into capacitive touch. So we have capacitive touch on your touch pads that are shipping out on the market today. We've also taken that same technology and made it clear and uh, made touch screens for cell phones and touch screens for laptops. Uh, we also recently acquired a company called Validity. So we're taking human interface to the next uh, level by incorporating fingerprint sensors, biometrics, that sort of thing. So we have a couple of those to share as well today. So that's kind of what you know we're showing off. So I'm going to get your product when I get somebody's device. Correct. Okay, and what are some of the devices I'm looking at? So here we have uh, the... Fujitsu Lifebook. We have a HP Spectre 13. We have a couple of phones in the mobile section. We have Moto X, the Nokia Lumia, which actually you can use a glove with rather than, you know, taking your glove to use your phone. That's pretty impressive. Yes. We also have the Samsung Note 3, which actually has stylus support. So now, you know, as phone's getting bigger, you can actually use a stylus to write on it. Um, this is the uh, HTC the 
one X, one Max, and it actually has the fingerprint sensor on the back, so you can actually, you know, log into your phone that way or do shortcuts. So the, the sensor is yours and the screen is yours. Uh, so we do the screen and the sensor. In this phone, it's just the the sen- just the fingerprint sensor. We have uh, the new uh, Dell Venue with the pen stylus report done by Synaptics. And we also have the new um, Kindle Fire. We also do the t- touchscreen on that. And here we have the uh, Lenovo uh, S500 with full capacitive touch with Windows 8. Great. And these are all available now? Yes. Good. Now I'll see them at CES in Las Vegas? Yes, you will. Okay. Thanks very much. No problem. So we're at the, we're at the Stelle Audio Couture, and we're speaking to Anna, who's going to tell us what all these very interesting things are. That Immediately they look like a purse, but that's not what they are. Yes, thank you. All of our products are portable Bluetooth speakers. We have really crossed the bridge between design and home decor and design and fashion and technology. So one of our products is the Pillar, and it's a Bluetooth portable speaker. It's about 12 inches tall. And uh, we really worked very hard to make it make sure that design equals the sound. So actually it looks beautiful, it sounds amazing, and more importantly, it looks beautiful in your home. And as you can see, when you change the color, it has a completely different look and feel to it. And uh, it appeals to a very different uh, aesthetic in your home or in your office. We also have the Audio Clutch, which is a portable Bluetooth speaker as well. And when it's closed, it looks like a, a statement piece. It's a beautiful clutch. That was the word I was looking for. Clutch, yes, yes. That's exactly. It's the clutch. But when you open it up, it pops open into a 2.0 system. Uh, it's got speakerphone. And again, we worked very hard not to compromise design for sound or sign for, desi- for design. Is it a heavy clutch? It's about two pounds. Not bad at no, all. No, well, you know, women carry a lot of stuff in their bags. So this is meant to really, truly go into your you know, travel bag, your carry-on, into your beach bag, and you pull it out and you have music instantaneously. And you'll impress all your friends because nobody will have any idea that that's what this is. Exactly, exactly. And the best part is you can actually take your, your phone calls on it, and so you can put it on your desk, you get a phone call, and here it is, speakerphone. What's so. the price point? They range between $349 and $399. All of our products do. And what's your website? StelleAudio.com. S-T-E-L-L-E Audio.com. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a good show. Thanks so much. Okay, we're at the Impossible booth, and the P is backwards, and we're going to talk to Wendy, who's going to tell us what's impossible or not impossible. So Impossible makes new instant film for vintage Polaroid cameras. We also just invented this amazing camera called the Instant Lab which allows you to take any digital photo that you have and transfer it into an instant analog photo. And the way the instant Why do I want to do that? Um, it's a great way to create new prints of your images um, so they're not just on the computer all the time or on your phone and the way you can get real crafty with it or if you're a photographer like displaying your images anywhere. So I'm looking at basically an album that is produced by your product? Yep, so we also produce these albums, but we also make and manufacture the film as well. Oh, really? So, I take... Explain to me what the process is a little bit. So I have an iPhone, I take a picture, then what? Yeah, so um, in order to use the camera, the Instant Lab, you need to download our app. Okay. And once you do that, you open up the app in your phone, and you can pull up any digital photo that you have. And then once you... Take the digital photo, you can alter it, you can change the contrast, hue, or gamma, 
Um, and then you crop it to a square because the instant film format for the camera is a square, like a classic integral frame. And then once that happens, you can translate it. And what happens is the app allows you to expose a certain amount of seconds that you program according to which type of film you're using because all of our film has different film speeds. So once you select which film you're using, it'll then translate it and expose it onto the actual film, and then you eject it using the Instant Lab. And what's the price point? Um, Instant Lab's $2.99. And what's your website? It's www.theimpossibleproject.com. And I guess I don't have to do the P backwards, right? Nope. <laughs> and where do I get it? Um, you can you can get the Instant Lab and our film on our website. You can also get it in all of our stores, which are all over the world. Impossible is a very international company. We have our headquarters is in Berlin, and we manufacture the film and the cameras in Enschede in the Netherlands. Um, but we have a store here in NYC. We have a store in Berlin, Paris, Tokyo, Barcelona. Um, we have tons of partner stores. And it's available now. It's available now, yes. Great. Thank you very much. Have a good show. And I'll take a break. Yeah. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, we're live at uh, International CES's show in uh, Manhattan, giving us a uh, preview of what's going to be in Las Vegas. And obviously there's background music and people that walk right in front of you while you're doing an interview asking for a press kit. But uh, it's Tom Diorio. We're going to take a break. Uh, we're at IMI's Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100. We're going to be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned. Welcome back to IMI's Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100. I'm Tom DiOria, and we're at uh, CES in Manhattan. Uh, this is a preview of what's going to happen in, um, it's called Get CES Unveiled. And there's obviously background music, so I apologize, or background noise, and I apologize for that. Uh, but we are on our show floor. So we're going to go to our next booth. Okay, so we're at this sculpt booth, and we're talking to Stuart, who's going to tell us what these sculpt-looking people uh, are all about. And as I t told him before the interview, I never look like this, but maybe I will. Great. Well, Sculpt Aim is basically a technology that we believe is going to revolutionize the way people manage their fitness. Um, the technique technology actually uh, is based on work that's already been proven out in hospitals across the country. It's being used in a variety of medical contexts. It, it, it provides the, the Sculpt Aim provides two metrics: one, a measure of your muscle quality or condition, basically a measure of your muscle fitness, as well as a measure of your muscle. Uh, percentage fat anywhere in your body. So you can basically apply it to anywhere in your body and get a quick measure of your condition. And that will allow you to manage your, your condition over time. So there are a ton of devices out there right now that are tracking how much activity you're doing, but there's nothing out there that's actually measuring what all that work is actually amounting to. So our device will tell you whether working out in the gym is making a difference sooner than you can see it in the mirror or anything any other way. So it will really change the way people think. We're going to have an online dashboard that also allows people to accurately see how they're doing and also provide feedback to change and modify their, their workout paradigms as well. What is the device? The device is that device. The device is basically uh, basically applies a tiny electrical current that we then measure and it it, it then calculates thousands of data points. So it's about the size of a, of uh, an iPhone. Yeah, it's about the size of an iPhone. Um, and uh, and you basically push one button and it 
it has uh, LEDs, which I can't show you on here on this one, but it has LEDs. Oh, that's all right. We're on the radio, so <laughs> we have we have L- it has LEDs that will light up and tell you whether it's making good contact and when the measurement's completed. The measurement only takes about one second. Okay, so it's mo- it's measuring muscle tone and fat. It's measuring muscle quality, or which is a measure of muscle condition, and the fat overlying the muscle. And where does it record it? How does how do you keep track? It automatically saves it and, and will upload it via Bluetooth to, a, to an online dashboard. Is this available now? Uh, we're, it's, we're taking pre-orders. We're actually starting an Indiegogo campaign on Wednesday, November 13th. Uh, so that will be your opportunity to order it. Prices start at $99 for the earliest adopters uh, and go up to $149 if you take a little longer. Uh, and we'll be de- de- aiming for delivery in May. Okay. And you'll be at CES in Las Vegas? That's correct. And what's your website? Our website is sculpt.me, with a K. Okay, and what's the date again that they should go to that website? Uh, they can go tomorrow, November 13th, at, as of midnight. It will be available. Okay, great. Thanks very much, Stuart. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. So we're at the Polar Listens to Your Body booth. Chris is going to tell us what all this stuff is. It's going to make me look not quite like that, but healthy. So we're a wearable fitness technology company that um, we were founded over 35 years ago. Um, And what we initially focused on was heart rate training for exercise and sports and fitness. Um, What's new for us today is a Polar Loop, which is a 24-7 activity monitor that measures your sleep, how active you are throughout the day, and gives you guidance on how to reach certain fitness goals. Um, Additionally, it works with our heart rate sensor. So um, for exercise, heart rate is the best way to train. So you can add a heart rate sensor to get more accurate info for that. So you wear the sensor while you're training, not all day? or Correct. You would wear a heart rate sensor just when you're exercising. Um, the loop you can wear 24 hours a day without any additional sensor. Um, it actually measures the acceleration of your body um, and the intensity of your movement. So it can tell you if you've been sitting for too long. It'll alert you to stand up and move more. Um, it'll tell you if you're walking or if you're running. And then it'll have a goal for those intensities that, um, you know, really the goal is to just move more in life. So that's really what the product is designed to do. So it's measuring movement, not heart rate or... It's measuring movement throughout the day. Um, Heart rate for when you want to exercise, you strap on a heart rate sensor to do that. And is it recording all this somewhere? It's recording everything um, in the band. It is also um, updating our app that's available on iPhone right now. Um, via Bluetooth Smart, and what the app will tell you is everything, um, you know, in-depth look at what you've done throughout the day. And what's the price point? One hundred dollars for the for the band. For the for the loops. And, and how much is the? Uh, Sixty-nine ninety-five. And what are these watches that I see here? So we um, we make heart rate technology. So these watches are built on heart rate technology, and um, they give you how many calories you're burning, duration of the exercise. Some will even tailor exercise programs based on your current fitness level and your goal. So it really is all about just training smarter and training more accurately. And what's the website? Polar.com. And are these all available now? All available now. Great, Chris. Thanks very much. So with with Jolene at the Kirk H&J non-radiation wireless charging, what does that all mean? It means we are coming out with a new standard called Impopi Standard. It's a patented chip that we have inside our charging boards, our chargers, and our charging cases that emits zero radiation with over 90% power transfer rate, which means very little power is getting lost, so it's environmentally friendly, and also it charges 
quickly uh, versus the QI, which is under 70%, and it has radiation, and it also emits um, heat. And we don't have any heat, so it uh, you know saves the lives of the battery as well. So it's a very flat, thin device, and what do I do, just put my phone on it? You just put your phone on there, but it has to have a, the a compatible case or cover for your phone. And currently we have um, cases and covers for Samsung Galaxy S3, S4, iPhone 4, and 5. So I don't need to have the cover on all day. I could just put the cover on when I want to charge it? Yeah, you can just put it on when you want to charge. But it's a nice but cover. The cover yeah, the cover doesn't add... No, this it doesn't. doesn't really add a lot of weight. No. It's a very nice, sleek, modern-looking cover, so it's stylish. You can, like, oh, no, and, carrying it And up. what's the price range? The portable chargers, um, 8,000 milliamps, starts about $90 MSRP, and then the charging case is uh, about $20 to $40. Very reasonable. That's very, very reasonable. Mm-hmm. What's your website? It's www.kirkhj.com. And they're available now? The, uh, some of them are available now. The others are available for pre-sales orders. Okay. And I had one other question, which I forgot. So thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> okay. We're at the TiVo booth. Um, what's new with TiVo? We had the Romeo series come out in August. Um, we have the Pro, the Plus, and the Base unit. The Pro and the Plus both have six tuners, uh, Wi-Fi integrated into them, and they have the TiVo Stream built into them. Um, the Stream lets you stream to iOS devices and transfer your content in your home network. And as of a couple weeks ago, um, it allows for out-of-home streaming as well. So you can be in any Wi-Fi network around the world and be able to access your live and your recorded content from your box back home. It doesn't make any difference what TV provider I have, right? Provider makes a difference. Um, it, there's some that allow for one-time recording only. Um, Comcast, I know, has, is a little more liberal with that versus other providers. But And what's TiVo's website? TiVo.com. And all this information's out there, and they can sign up on the site? Yes, they can. TiVo.com slash resources where you can find the fact sheets, the press releases, product images, and everything. And, yeah, they can buy a product on that website, too. Thanks very much. Have a good show. You, too. We're at the R.J. Reynolds Vapor Company, and we're talking to Richard Smith, who's going to tell us about this. And uh, I'll tell you a funny story uh, when we wrap up the show about how my wife has gotten off smoking after 50 years. How do you do? My name is Richard Smith of R.J. Reynolds Vapor. Uh, we're here today to talk about the Views Digital Vapor Cigarette. Uh, it is the first electronic cigarette with a microprocessor inside the cartridge and a processing unit inside the power unit. Uh, it's a digital vapor cigarette, for that reason, that's how we refer to it, and it's designed to deliver the perfect puff from the first time to the last time. And define perfect puff. That's a puff that meets the expectations of an adult tobacco consumer. We've been watching this industry for about three or four years, and what we found is that there's a lot of interest in the category from adult smokers, but not a lot of uh, retention. Uh, smokers will try the product, they'll other products, they'll try them, and uh, you know they might be okay a bit in the beginning, and then they're not so good later on, or maybe they'll get one and some don't work. There's inconsistency because until today, these products are manufactured in China by hand, and there's a lot of quality issues. With our product, it's streamlined manufactured on high-speed equipment, precision equipment, 
so that there's consistency from beginning to end, and the microprocessor and microchip communicate with each other every time the smoker inhales so that it's consistent from the very beginning to the very end, the same experience all the way through. And it, that reliability is what adult smokers are looking for. So I assume we maintain the chip as a permanent part of this, but there's some replaceable component? Exactly. There are two components to a Views digital vapor cigarette. There's a power unit, which is the battery, and then there's a cartridge, which contains the V-liquid, we call it, the nicotine flavors. Uh, a consumer purchases those together, and once the cartridge is done after 200 puffs, just buy cartridges after that. Right now, the product's available in Colorado, and a pack of cartridges comes in two comes with two cartridges. Each one lasts for 200 puffs, so you get 400 puffs for a pack of cartridges. That retails for $6. And then the solo unit, which is a charger and the cartridge together, retails for $10. We're in Colorado at the moment only, and we plan to go national very soon. And what's the website that our listeners could go to to find out more about this? Come to rjrvapor.com. That's the website for the operating company. Great. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Okay, we ran all over in that segment. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back after these messages. I'm Tom DiOria on IMI's Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100 at CES Unveiled in New York. Please stay tuned. Welcome back to IMI's Tech Talk on KFNX AM 1100. I'm Tom DiOria. We're at CES Unveiled in New York, as you can tell from all this background noise. Hopefully Robert and the production department have helped cut some of the background noise down. Uh, we're going to get to our last segment here and interview some more of the exhibitors. And I guess we'll uh, go to the next one right now. We're at the 9450 booth. That's the number 94 and then the word 50. And we're speaking to Michael Crowley, who's going to tell us what these basketballs are all about. Yep. Well, they're the smartest sports products in the world. That's what we develop. And it's all built on the premise that when you measure the forces into the ball, you're actually measuring the player. And we look for the quality of how well you do something, not just how often you do it. So there's nine sensors inside the basketball, all designed to measure motion and forces that go in. And what they do is they give you instant feedback within 100 milliseconds of doing something so you can quickly and always learn that you are doing things the right way or the wrong way. What it does is it leads to really rapid improvement in things that are very complex to learn on your own. So that the combination of instant feedback and really complex measurements, plus turning it into things like gamified leveling and head-to-head competition, sets the stage for the way that young kids want to learn today, which is give me something that's instant, that's fun, that's challenging, that's off the couch, that I don't have to sit and learn with my thumbs, but leads to a goal. And that goal is more confidence, more things out on the court that I can feel good about. So it really is, is a training tool more than a toy. It's not a toy. Absolutely not a toy. But you have to take the data and put it into the, into the world of the, of the consumer that we sell to. So we do things that are very much like a video game. The difference is, is that it's turning your real-world motion into something that they can relate to that has some better goal than just sitting on the couch. But it is built for developing skills. So if you are a player that has some aspiration, so you know, even if it's just making your seventh grade team next year, this will help you. It'll help you get better faster. Is it also uh, used by college level? It's used by NBA. So really? All, yeah, it's got stuff in there that is designed for the pro player all the way down to the beginner because it learns and adapts. So it, it, what it does is it starts to sense where your skill level is and then it adjusts to it. 
and then slowly starts to work you up to, to challenge you to get better and better. And you don't even know it because it's doing it in a way that doesn't seem like boring work. It's, it's more so if I have four boys, do I need four balls? No, you need one ball. And the app download lets you store all their data on one phone. So the app is free, stores all the data on one, uh, up to four players per app. In fact, if they all have their own phone, they can download their app as well, and they can all use the same ball. And there's some really cool head-to-head stuff in there. They all play all the time. Be prepared to have it bounced in your house a lot. As I hear behind me. Yes. Um, are these available now? Yes, available at Apple Retail, uh, North America, Apple Online, and 9450.com. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Thanks for stopping by. Okay, we're at the Vox, V-O-X-X, International Corp booth, and uh, Jason's going to tell us about taking pictures from something that looks like a round ball. All right, so this is the Shutter Ball, which is actually a remote control for taking the Epic Selfie. It retails for $24.99, and it's sold at Toys R Us and on AudioVox.com. Pretty much what it does, you download the Shutterball app, set your Shutterball up to the phone, stand back, take a picture. Really? Shutterball does it well every time. No need to stretch your arm out and take a face messed up photo. <laughs> These are, are available, as you said. Has it been out for a while? These have just come out. We've just launched them a few weeks. Oh, great. Okay. And tell us again where what your website is. So you can buy these. Our website is myshutterball.com, and that's M-Y-S-H-U-T-T-E-R-B-A-L-L.com. Easy for you to say. Thanks a lot. Easy for us to say. Thank you. Okay, so we're at the alarm.com booth. We're talking to Jay, who's going to tell us about all these technology things that you may see in various other ads on TV. And I always wondered how the guy... Locks his door, turns off the water, but Jay's going to tell us all about this. Yeah, so I'm, I'm with Alarm.com. We're a technology company, and we make the systems that connect all these smart devices where we hear about. So we don't make the thermostat. We just make it smarter. Um, and so we offer really the widest breadth of devices from security system and sensors, CO2 and fire, to lights, locks, thermostats, garage doors, solar panels. All these things can be connected into a single whole home system that is powered by Alarm.com. And then we have mobile apps that make it easy to log in and see what's going on and control. And then we have this intelligence in the back end. So how do we actually make them smarter, right? So we actually monitor all the sensor activity when the door opens, when there's there's motion, when you arm your security system, um, and we learn your activity patterns and apply that to the thermostat. And this is all opt-in. The user can choose to do this or not, but there's a lot of great benefit. Um, and we're really seeing an evolution of energy monitoring and those services. Uh, and we offer the ability to actually measure what's going on. You'll, you'll see here, I can show you in uh, the interface, which is, I know, not great for, for radio, but we'll, we'll describe it. Um, we actually see how much energy you're using by the dollar amount. And what you're projecting to use for the month. So we're looking at, right now, there's a goal to spend only $54 this month. Um, He's on track. We've spent $23 so far, so hopefully we'll meet that goal. Um, That's pretty good. So that type of information helps you know whether you need to cut back or or what you need to do. 
And then obviously you can go and adjust your thermostat. You can actually control other devices. So you could connect your DVR, which we know takes a lot of energy. And uh, one of my colleagues has one in his basement. It's his man cave. But he doesn't go down there during the week because he has kids, so it's only a weekend. So he actually shuts it off completely during the week, and it comes on on the weekend. So he actually saves, uh, you know, it's it cents, but it adds up to dollars and, and uh, you know, significant dollars over the course of the year. So this is a modular type thing? I could start off with just the alarm system and then add on as I go? That's correct, yeah. It's one of the nice things. You can actually grow with the system over time, so you don't have to be afraid oh, I just bought this sexy new product, and a year from now, the next one's going to come out, and I'm, I'm going to have to replace it, right? You can add and grow and evolve over time. Great. And what's the website again? It's alarm.com. Great. And all of this is available now? It is, yes. Okay. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Thank have a, you. Have a good show. You too. Okay, that's it for uh, CES uh, 2013 Unveiled New York at the Metropolitan Pavilion. I apologize again for all that background noise, but we are on our show floor. And hopefully our great uh, production department helped uh, clear that up. I'm Tom DiOria, and I want to thank uh, all the people that made the show possible. Uh, Taylor Redden's our producer. Matt Kimpagney's our executive producer. Terry Ruggiero's IMI's president. And our weekend review is done by Dave Brandon, Dan DiOria, and Jose Batista. Thank you again for listening, and please don't forget to tune in to Tech Talk next week at 5 p.m. in New York on KFNX AM 1100. Remember to send us your suggestions for future shows or ask us questions by sending an email to techtalk at imi-us.com. Have a great week, and thanks again for listening.